are a veteran, could we stand just for a moment just to honor you? Veterans Day was yesterday. We got any veterans in the house, right? Hey, can, can we give it up uh, to serve? The, yes. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You guys, you guys can be seated. Uh, just thank you for your service to our country. We are incredibly uh, grateful for you. Uh, the freedoms that we get to experience are because of the faithful men and women just like you. And so I uh, didn't want to miss the opportunity just to say thank you and to give honor to those who have served uh, our country. Uh, today, uh, we are in uh, part two of a series we're calling The Deep. Uh, Jesus is calling you out to the deep. He has more for you to experience. Uh, a good illustration to frame this with is the ocean, right, the ocean. You, uh, you can be a child on the beach and you are experiencing the ocean, right, you're just, you're just getting your feet wet. Uh, you can be an adult and snorkel out in the ocean. You can be a scuba diver out into the deep of the ocean. And every one of those is experiencing and enjoying the ocean. But everyone is at a different depth. They're all the same thing. They're all in the water. They're all in the ocean. But they're experiencing them differently. Jesus, he calls us to do some simple things, but they have a depth that is often hard to comprehend. And so what I want you to know is that there is always more to experience with Jesus. Uh, You're never going to reach the bottom. He keeps on getting better. Our our verse for the series is Isaiah 40, 28. It says, have you never heard, have you never understood, understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. My friends, I just want to tell you, it's time to go deeper with Jesus. And he is so big that we might never be able to understand all of him. In fact, we, we never will. But we can learn to be more like him, to grow to be more like him. And I know uh, to go deep with Jesus can sound a bit scary. I, I get that. Uh, I've got to share a personal story uh, where I honestly felt just the the overwhelmingness of the deep. Uh, when I was in high school, my family had, uh, we went on a family uh, vacation, went to Hawaii, all right? Super cool, awesome experience. And one day we went out snorkeling. Uh, I have another story where we all threw up and got super seasick, but that one doesn't fit today, all right? But we went snorkeling one day, uh, and it was a super cool experience. And uh, we had boats that came and dropped us off at the reef, and, and we had been out there for a while. I don't really remember how long. And I was like feeling like I'm tired. I kept going under to like hold my breath. I was like, okay, I need a, I need a breather. And so I'm going to swim back to uh, the boat where it's at. And we had been out there for a while, like I said, so the boat kind of drops you off and then kind of goes away, I guess, so they don't, like, startle all the fish. Uh, And so I've spent this time swimming, uh, and this whole time I can see the reef, I can see these cool fish, I can see the bottom, it's like super clear water. Uh, And as I swim out uh, to the boat, so I can take a breather, just relax for a little bit, uh, I leave the shallow water. And it quickly goes from uh, I can see the bottom uh, to like this, this little bit of a darker blue. And this might just be my, my, my mind playing tricks on me, but like you see the silhouettes of some fish. All right, maybe that's my brain playing tricks on me. Maybe it's not. And then it just goes black. And the realization that there is so much going on beneath me that I cannot see. Whew, right? The what ifs start to creep up. Like, the, the I've seen Jaws, all right? Those type of thoughts start to happen, right? I swim a little faster. 
uh, and there is a fear that comes with the unknown, all right? And I made it just in time. I, that shark was about to get me, but I got up just the last second, all right? It was close in my head, right? That's how you do it. That's how fear works. Uh, it makes you think something's there. That's not the fear of the unknown, the fear of the next. When you can't see it's coming, a fear of the deep, that's what keeps so many people from going deeper with Jesus because it's safer and more comfortable to stay on the shore. It's just safer. But hear me on this. The deeper you dive into Jesus, the more fully you experience him, you will find out that he keeps getting better, that there is more of him to be had, and he will not let you down. Don't let that fear keep you on the beach. It's time to go into the deep. You will experience greater peace and greater joy the deeper you go. You will. So are you guys ready to dive in today? Let's do it. All right, let's take a moment. Let's get our hearts ready uh, to receive what God has for us. Let's put our arms out, palms up, close our eyes. Uh, just a posture of surrender. Take a deep breath. And remember that God is just as near as the air you're breathing. Let's pray. God, today, would you guide us closer to you? Help our minds to put away the frustrations of the past week, to put away the distractions of the coming week. We want to fully focus on you. We come empty with nothing to offer but surrender. Fill us up as only you can. Holy Spirit, move and hear today with power. We believe that in advance. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, before I go any further, I need a volunteer, all right? And I, he actually, I kind of got, he kind of got volunteered, but this is Daniel. Daniel's going to hold on to this, all right? Uh, your job, Daniel, is to hold on to this black Rubik's Cube uh, until we wrap up. So we practice this because it, it's really bright and, like, dark y'all's way. So, like, all right, watch. Uh, no, underhand. I'm going to go underhand. There we go. All right, we got that. Let's give it up for Daniel. Yeah, I crushed it. Uh, hey, we are going to talk about two different topics today uh, and going deep in them. Uh, but they, one of them is so tied to the other, it's really hard to uh, untangle them. And so I want to talk about the first part, and it's really tied to uh, the second part. That's kind of hard to separate them. The first part is faith. Uh, according to Hebrews 11, uh, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. That's Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1. Faith is the evidence of things we cannot see. So faith is believing in things you cannot fully see in front of you. Uh, faith, uh, to use a football analogy, it's easy to use a football analogy when the Sooners win the day before, right? Uh, faith is being confident. Faith is being confident on 4th and 21 that your team is going to move the chains, right? right? There's some faith there, right? Faith, right, and we've probably all lived this and seen this. Faith is a kid with a Walmart bag jumping off a, uh, a play set, a treehouse, uh, using that Walmart bag as a parachute, right? That kid jumps and they just think, this thing's going to carry me all the way down, right? They got some faith. Or maybe, maybe faith is being unshaken in the midst of um, unimaginable tragedy. Maybe faith is saying, I believe that God is greater than the problems in my marriage. I believe that God is greater than my financial stress. I believe that God is greater than the parenting struggles I've got going on. I believe that whatever problem I've got going on, that God is greater. That even though my problems look really big, I believe my God is so much bigger. That's what faith is. Faith shows the reality of what we hope 
for the evidence of things we cannot see. That's what faith is. And faith is uh, the first part. And, and uh, we, we can and we have done an uh, entire series on faith. And the part that I want to talk about that's entangled with faith is prayer. Prayer. Prayer is so intertwined with faith, it's hard to separate them. Because here's the truth. Our prayer, our prayers reveal our faith. Your prayers show the level of your faith. Uh, let me just give you a couple examples here. Uh, if, if, you, if I was to throw up a, God, would you make today a good one? Amen. All right, that kind of a prayer at the beginning of my day. There is nothing wrong with that prayer, right? I believe God wants us to have a good day. All right, that's good. But if that was one prayer, and the other prayer is, God, I'm praying for the sick people around me that you would make them well. God, I'm praying you would give me power today to walk boldly on the path you've put me on. God, that you would save people with the good news of the gospel. God, I'm praying for that today. Those two things sound completely different. One of them is not like the other, right? There's nothing wrong with asking for God to bless your day, right? But this is greater because of faith. Faith shows what we hope for. I think many have reduced prayer to throwing up a few words so that God would give us blessings. Instead of being this faith-filled prayer, we've reduced it to throwing up a few words so that we would receive blessings. We would get the weight loss. We would get more money. We'd get less stress. Uh, We're going to run with this today, but it's seeking the hand of God without first seeking his face. Saying, God, I want you to move in my life, bless what I'm doing, and I'm doing things my way, right? That's kind of how we approach God in our prayers sometimes. And there's two problems with that. The first one is it centers around you. It's a self-centered approach. And the second thing is there is nothing of eternal consequence uh, involved with that. It's all you and it's all for right here and right now. Nothing carries over to eternity if it's all on me. So we don't want to seek the hand of God without first seeking the face of God. Uh, Let me give you an example of this. Uh, Kids will come straight up to you. Your own kids, other people's kids, sometimes this happens if you go to like a Mazio's or a place where they take coins or cards, they'll come up to you like, hey, you got any quarters? Right? They'll come up to you and they'll just ask you, dad, you got two quarters. Mom, I need some Kleenex. Dad, I need money for them. Mom, I need. Kids will just come up and they, they, they put their hands on like, I want this. Like, like last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, kids came home from school. As soon as I got home and, and see them, I get the full court press of why they need some money to buy some yo-yos. The yo-yo man came to the school and they need some yo-yo money, right? <laughs> the hands are out. Now we get it. Kids are going to be comfortable with their parents. They're going to ask for the things uh, that they want without ever seeking their parents' face, without having a relationship with them. They are simply there for the parents' provision they don't want the relationship, they want the revision. That's okay with kids, right? We're teaching them the right way, they're learning. But as we mature, that is no longer the way we should operate. When my children are 30, I don't want them coming home asking for yo-yo money, you feel me? Right? If you've seen Parks and Rec, this is John Ralphio's sister, when she comes to the dad, say, money please, right? She's a grown woman coming to her dad asking for money. Uh, it might be cute or funny when they're a little kid. When they're a grown-up, it's horrible, it's awful, right? And yet, what we can see in kids, it makes it really easy when it's not us. How many of us, if we were honest, would say, 
That's kind of how my prayer life looks. We come to God solely looking for his provision for us and never to build a relationship with him. We want him to move his hand to bless us, but we don't ever spend time with him to see his face, to draw closer to him. And when we treat God like a cosmic uh, slot machine, it's no wonder that we lack intimacy with him. And so, so why do we seek his hand instead of his faith, or instead of his face? I just gave you the answer. Why do we seek his hand instead of his face? I think it comes back to our faith. Our prayers reveal our faith. If you really believe, right, the evidence of what you hope for, if you really believe that God is the creator of everything and he has good plans for you, do you need to spend all your time when you're talking to him about the stuff you need? Like, just think about that. No, we don't. He already knows. And I want to be clear. Yes, share your desires, share your needs. But first, spend some time uh, in communion with God to seek his face and then to ask for his hands in provision. Your your faith and your prayers are directly tied together. The, The frequency and the magnitude of our prayers are a direct correlation of our faith. If you're struggling to pray, there's, there's probably something awry in your faith. If you're praying just some, some uh, honestly, just weak or safe uh, prayers, I think it's faith, uh, fair to say that your faith probably isn't in a strong spot right now. And I don't want you to guys uh, hear, hear what I'm saying up here as my take on theology or just uh, that you want to give your best thing. I want to give you the best thing I have to offer. I don't want to give you my thoughts. I don't want to give you my opinions. I want to give you God's word. So there's a few passages of scripture that really do a good job of tying together our faith and prayer, how you can't pull them apart. They are together. Uh, James 1.6 says this. I got it on the screen for you guys. If you'll help me out with that word in yellow. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. When we pray, we need to have faith in God alone. I was challenged by this thought. I heard somebody say this just a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was so good. Uh, The enemy does not care who or what you're counting on, so long as it's not God. Satan has fooled too many believers to rely on the things of this world for strength instead of Jesus. When we pray, we need our faith to be in God alone. Do you have faith in God or do you have faith in something else? This is a quick litmus test of this. When something goes wrong, is prayer your first line of defense or is it the last line of defense? If it's the first line, our faith is in God alone. We've got him where he needs to be. If it's the last line, I think we've got something mixed up there. Let's put our faith in God alone and put him first. Uh, Philippians 4, uh, verses 6 and 7 says it this way. Don't worry about anything. Can you live that out for me real quick? Just don't worry about anything, right? I know it's easier said than done. Uh, Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's 
peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry, pray. I said, tell him what you need and thank him. And God's peace exceeds what we can even understand. It's deeper. His peace is so deep we can't understand it. I, just, I love how plainly it says it right there. Don't worry. Uh, you might hear that a lot in your world, in, in the world. Like we hear that, don't worry about it, it's gonna be okay. Uh, husband, just a little, I know we finished up the marriage series a couple weeks ago. Uh, just a little bit of advice. Don't tell your wife to calm down, right? It's not gonna work well for you, right? Don't come in and say, don't worry. That's not what scripture is doing. Scripture doesn't leave us there and just say, don't worry. It doesn't just say, take this away. It actually gives us something to do. It says, instead, pray about everything. It just kind of gets me wonder. Pray about everything. I wonder how much of our lives we have areas that we have never prayed about. Like we've never prayed about this area of our life. Like yes, we'll pray for health and wealth. We'll pray for our family, but we are so much more than our physical bodies and our bank accounts. Like when was the last time you prayed for your coworker or coworkers? Not just your favorite one, any of them, even the, even the one who gets on your nerves. When was the last time you prayed for your, your neighbor, the one who doesn't mow the yard or take care of anything, right? When was the last time you prayed for uh, discernment? When was the last time you prayed for, for wisdom? When was the last time you said, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith? God, uh, give me a door, open up a door so that I can invite someone to church, I think there's a lot of us where we live lives where we pray about certain things and there's other things we don't. It says, don't worry about it. Pray about everything. And then what comes after that? Peace that passes. All understanding will overcome you. God will give you his peace. Uh, Mark 11, uh, 22 says this. Help me out with that part in the yellow. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Have faith in God that he can move the mountains in your life. That's, that's how it says it operates here. Have faith and you can move the mountains in your life. You see, our faith is revealed through our prayers. The time we spend with God. And I just want to tell everybody here, it's time to swim into the deep with Jesus by having faith-filled prayers. We need to activate our faith in our prayers. Uh, the next question I think we would all have to ask is, how do I pray prayers like this? How do I pray a faith-filled prayer? I gotta say, I love it when your questions are in my notes, all right? Uh, I got some helpful tools here some, that'll help us guide along this journey. Uh, there's uh, a little book, uh, and it's honestly something that's uh, it's on Amazon you can buy. It's called The Valley of Vision. 
Uh, it is a collection of old Puritan prayers. Uh, let me just say, uh, God isn't concerned about the original author of the prayer. He's concerned about your heart. And, and I speak personally, and I'll just say that uh, I've encountered God in a powerful way through the prayers that are in this uh, little book, The Valley of Vision. Using someone else's words uh, doesn't make you a fake. Uh, trust me, I'm using the same book to preach out of that each and every week other th thousands of other pastors are too, okay? Uh, the Valley of Vision, it's, it's a great tool for somebody to say, here's my prayer, maybe this is going on uh, in your life. It's a tool to use. Uh, another helpful way to, to pray is uh, praying the Psalms. Like uh, the book of the Bible called Psalms, I've heard many people say that, that Psalms is David's very own prayer journal. That's David who says is a man after God's own heart. And it reads like it's his very own prayer journal. I've got a book here, and it's literally called Praying the Psalms. Uh, it has prayer prompts based on uh, each chapter. It's a great way to get into the Word and to pray. I, I just want to say this. Those are some helpful tools. They, they help you kind of give something to cling to. It really does not matter how you pray, but that you pray and you pray for the things that matter these are just pathways to help you uh, get guided along the way. Your prayers reveal your faith. You need to pray. Faith-filled prayers. Um, just do it. I'm going straight Nike on you guys, right? <laughs> just, just do it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, I, I don't really remember this. I've, I've learned this, but Nike was a really big running company, way more than they were a basketball company. And the slogan, just do it, was kind of the, their mantra, right? Uh, if it's a beautiful day outside, uh, just do it. Go run. Uh, if it's raining and maybe a little uh, chilly, maybe windy, just do it. You're going to run. Uh, if it's snowing, just do it. Regardless of the condition, just do it. There's an attitude there that carries some zeal, right? That you're not going to let the outside affect the commitments you've made on the inside. Just do it. When you dive into Jesus through prayer, you're going to experience greater joy and peace the deeper you go. Daniel, can you toss me back that Rubik's Cube? All right. All right, this cube that was all black uh, is heat activated. The more you play with it, the warmth from your hands reveals its colors. The more you work it, the more you see. The, the more you search, the more you're going to find. Now, you might not be able to put it all together, but the more you explore, the more you'll know, the more you'll see. It's not about having it all figured out. It's about just doing it, to commit to grow, to commit to pray, to commit to dive into the deep, to do it. And I want to get super practical right here. Uh, if you'll let me, uh, a message about prayer is good. But to actually pray is so much 
better. Right? Like if we come up here and explain something and talk about something, that's one thing. But we have to do it. And so we're going to finish our time this morning just by praying together. Now, we're going to have some prompts on the screen, so you don't have to worry. Uh, we're all going to be basically praying the same prayers, but you'll personalize it for you. Uh, and I would ask that you just uh, pray to yourself. You can pray out loud. I would encourage you to pray audibly out loud, even if it's softly, just a whisper. No one has to hear you, but I think it helps us if we will actually say our prayers out loud. We don't want to just be uh, hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. So we're going to read a chapter from uh, the book of Psalms. We're going to do this together. Don't worry, I said chapter. I saw some eyebrows get big. All right. It's only three verses. It's a short psalm. And I know this is a new experience. Uh, that's all right. It could be a little overwhelming going into the deep, treading into new waters. I get that. We're in this together. So together, let's go a little deeper than we've gone before, to experience God in a new way. Uh, we're going to break our prayer down into four areas. They're, they're, they're in this book. It's just a tool. It's a way for us to do this. And it's in these specific areas so that we can seek God's face before we seek his hands. And the first one is just called reverence. Right? We're going to identify and celebrate God's praiseworthy attributes. And have reverence to him. Then we're going to have a response. We're going to surrender to him and his ways. Because of those attributes, we're going to surrender to him. And then we're going to bring our requests. We're going to ask the Spirit to guide your prayers over concerns, resources, and relationships. And then lastly, we're just going to have a prayer of readiness, all right, for some encouragement and strength for the spiritual battle that we're in. Psalm 134, verse 1 says this. Oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. You who serve at night in the house of the Lord. Verse 2, lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. What I'm going to ask you to do is just bow your head, close your eyes. We're going to have some prayer prompts on the screen if you need some help remembering going to start with reverence. What I'm going to ask you to do is just to, to pray this quietly right there where you're at. This person says, I lift my hands to bless you, Lord, because you fill in that blank for you. Just say that out loud. If you come up with something, you come up with another one, just going to go again. I lift my hands to bless you, Lord, because. Just take a moment. Let's pray. Let's not talk about it. Let's do it. God, I lift my hands to bless you, Lord, because you have created everything. You have it all under control. You know everything that's going on in these lives. You know everything that's going on in these hearts. God, you can meet our every need. It doesn't overwhelm you. It's not too much for you. God, 
We lift our hands to bless you because of that, because of who you are. Let's, let's shift to uh, response because of who God is. Here's our, our prayer prompt for each other. I confess that I failed to bless you as I should when I fill in that blank for you. I confess that I failed to bless you as I should when I fill in that blank. Just pray that right out loud where you're at, at your, at your seat. confess that I, I failed to bless you as I should when I make it all about me. When my desires, my things of this world that, that, that pull my heart, God, when I make it about those things instead about you, I fail to bless you. God, help me to bless you as you deserve. God, to, to remove the, the desires of my flesh and God that I would have the desires of your sought God in reverence. We've responded. Now we're going to bring our request in. When I am tired or weary from, we fill in that blank for you. When I am tired or weary from, help me lift my hands in worship to you. Use that prayer prompt. Pray right now. When I am tired or weary from, Help me lift my hands in worship to you. God, when I'm tired or weary from just the stresses of life, help me to lift my hands in worship to you. God, help me to do that. All right, we've sought God in reverence. We've... Uh, responded to him. We brought our request to him. And now let's get our hearts ready for the battle ahead of us. Here's our prayer prompt. Even when the enemy seeks to, let me never cease to praise you. Even when the enemy seeks to fill in that blank for you, let me never cease to praise you. Pray that right where you're at. Even when the enemy seeks to, 
let me never cease to praise you. even when the enemy seeks to uh, discourage me, even when the enemy seeks to put obstacles up, even when the enemy seems to get in the way of everything that I'm trying to do in my life, God, let me never cease to praise you. God, let my hands be lifted high to praise you no matter what is going on in my life. God, help us to do that no matter what's going on, no matter what the enemy is sending our way, God, that we would seek to praise you even in the storm. Because, God, we want nothing else than to be in your presence. Would you guys stand? We're going to worship together with, with one last song. That passage is said that we would lift our hands and worship God. So would you, would you do me a favor? As we start the song, would you just raise a hand up, maybe two if you're comfortable, as we just sing, and lift your hands and worship our God together.